Hey guys, Monty here. You're listening to The Spinner Room here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We've got a review of the Little Kid album Sun Milk, but first, here's the fourth off that exact record. And of course, Little Kid is a band based out of Toronto, Canada that I've been absolutely obsessed with for quite some time now, fronted by Kenny Boothby. This band is Christian, believe it or not, and religious themes go throughout their music in its entirety, but that's not the thing I love the most about them. The thing that I love the most about them is that in a decade where indie rock has been not on the up and up by any standard and sort of hip-hop has been the zeitgeist for very good reason, Little Kid is just dropping fantastic record after fantastic record after fantastic record. They have dominated this decade, and not a lot of people know about them. They aren't that incredibly popular. And that's fine. Some things should be underground. Some things deserve to be underground. I don't think Little Kid deserves to be underground. But I think, in my mind, 
at least in my pretentious opinion, it is good that I can say that my album of the decade is something from a band that hardly ever cracks uh, over 10,000 listens on Spotify. In fact, their most listened to song on Spotify has about 40k listens to it, which is completely fine. Again, this band is underground, but they are definitely worth checking out. They are fantastic. And uh, back in 2011, they made a splash with Logic Songs. That was their debut. Uh, Logic Songs, of course, just mixed up ambient and field recordings and lo-fi. And it was very, very indebted to the sound of the time in terms of what was coming out from bedroom pop artists. But it wasn't really bedroom pop. It didn't really follow those cliches besides the um, lo-fi recording techniques. And it was a great record. It was, again, religiously themed. It was quite long. It held its own. It felt like Daniel Johnson just sort of put through this new guise, this new lens. Um, but it also didn't feel like they really wore any of their influences on their sleeves. And that was an incredibly good thing. And then they came out with, after that, back in 2013, River of Blood. From there, 2016, Flowers. And what we are reviewing today is 2017's Sun Milk, which is by far my favorite out of all these albums. And there are a lot of reasons I'm going to talk about in this review for that. It's melodically strong. It's recorded differently than most of the Little Kid records up to it. It was a lot more clean. But it also didn't feel overly clean. It felt like their personas were still there, full frontal. The musical themes were fantastic. The lyrics were fantastic. We'll cover all of that as we go along through this record together. But it's just, in my opinion, again, in a decade where indie rock really hasn't been the zeitgeist for good reason, I could sort of point to this record, Some Milk, as being a defining record, even though a lot of people don't realize that, even though it isn't conventionally seen that way by really many music fans just based off the fact that the band isn't that incredibly popular yet, outside of a few music circles who are really, really into DIY. Um, but I, f I feel like I'm selling this band sort of short just by talking about how popular they are, because bands don't have to be popular to be good. Like That's something that I think everybody should recognize. I'm tired of hearing this argument that, oh, because they don't have this many views, therefore they aren't relevant and therefore they aren't good. Whoever makes those arguments really can't critique music, period. But, like I said, I sort of feel like I'm selling this band short to you guys by saying that, oh, they're so tiny, they're so little, only a few people can really get into them. No, this band is easily accessible. Uh, their music, I think, could be loved by really anybody just with a sensibility for rock music, a sensibility for indie rock, a sensibility for aesthetic music. This is very aesthetic music. Uh, if you're into bedroom pop, you'll especially enjoy this record, although it's going to be different than what you expect from your artists like Claro or whoever you're listening to now in bedroom pop. And even though this band is oftentimes compared to, uh, you know, people like Euphoria, again, Pill Friends, Matthew Cochran, Spencer Radcliffe, uh, Told Slant, American Pleasure Club, Sandy Alex G. I compare it most to Sandy Alex G., uh, I, I don't think it pulls from those too much to the point where it just makes no sense to listen to it. Jordan Mason, too. Uh, it's not derivative or similar to any of those, in my personal opinion. It's in its whole different category. So now that we've got that out of the way, I want to move on to Ugly Moon, which is the second track on the record. And it's another track which I really like. And again, 
every single track on this record has its own merits. I'm going to come out right now and just say this is one of my favorite records of all time. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's probably one of my, it probably is my favorite record of all time at this point in time. So here's Ugly Moon by Little Kid, and you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Just a fantastic song. This band is always just really emotive and really beautiful. They know how to make the most with their sound. They know how to make the most with their style. And they dominate their style, too. This is just aesthetically pleasing music. But it isn't just an aesthetic. A problem I have with a lot of music today, especially operating in lo-fi indie, 
is that they just rely entirely on this aesthetic and it gets boring after a while and you begin to wonder where's the substance behind the music? Uh, what's going on with this music? What can I expect from it? What can I pull from it? And very often it's nothing. You can just pull a general feeling from it. And the end result is music that ends up feeling pretty soulless despite the fact that it might sound pleasing to the ears. And with Little Kid, they don't really go that direction. This is music that is substantial. This is music that has a backbone to it, yet retains an aesthetic I think a lot of people could just, you know, chill out, smoke a cigarette to, or, you know, do whatever they want to do with their day. So here's our third song on the record. This is Drag Your Cloud. It has some of my favorite examples of the band's guitar work in terms of aesthetically pleasing guitar. And here it is. I think one thing that a lot of people could possibly fault this band for just on a surface level is simplistically playing guitar, but again, I, I think that's a non-criticism with this record, just because of the aesthetic they're going for, what they're going for musically, they do it flawlessly, without flaw. Um, and then there's also songs that just outright prove that point wrong. The fourth, for example, I think outright proves that point wrong. They have fantastic motifs going out off the guitar, and really the motifs and licks on this album are one of the things I appreciate the most about it. And Slow Death in a Warm Bed probably is the song that, for me, really defines that in its entirety. Uh, Slow Death in, the war in a Warm Bed is probably my favorite song off the record outside the fourth. It's the song that really got me into Little Kid. It's the song that I think best embodies depression out of anything that I've listened to. Maybe Sparkle Horse fits that bill a bit more. But this chord progression on this song is just one of my favorites I've ever heard. My favorite in general, perhaps. 
Here is Slow Death in a Warm Bed, my favorite song off Little Kid's album Sun Milk, and you're listening to The Spin Room with me, Monty, here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Now, I gotta be real here. The recording really doesn't do that song justice for some reason when I'm plugging it into the computer on the board here. It doesn't sound as good as it does in headphones quite drastically. In fact, this song alone really confused me the way it sounded through the board here when I first played it, just checking it out. Because that beginning is supposed to sound a lot more spatial and a lot more interesting and a lot better recorded because again it isn't that lo-fi um check this song out on your headphones it's definitely a headphone song it's definitely a song that has a lot of flourishes that are a bit subdued in it the guitar work is quite fantastic in it it's definitely worth checking out the next song in the record is fog which is another song which i think really hits a certain aesthetic a certain feeling a certain mood to a perfect extent here it is. Sleep tired in 
close out the review here. Dim Light Coming Down is fantastic, like a movie is fantastic. Both songs just close the record in a substantial way, especially Dim Light Coming Down. Wow, what a fantastic song. You need to listen to this song. Just, uh, it's slow building. It's not worth playing on the broadcast because it, it literally is worth every seven minutes it takes up. Uh, like a Movie is just a fantastic ending to the album. The song was seven songs. It's 41 minutes, 42 seconds long. It feels like it's 10 minutes long. Like every single song in here you cannot pull away from. Whenever I start this record, I cannot stop it. It is a fantastic, self-released, and beautiful record. And I highly suggest you check it out. And check out their contemporaries, too. Uh, a lot of their contemporaries, like Horse Jumper of Love, which they've been touring with, just do fantastic music as well, although I'm not a huge Horse Jumper of Love fan. It's worth checking out the scene. The scene is doing some great things right now. They are doing some fantastic indie rock that you haven't really seen from very many bands in this decade. That's going to do it for us here in the Spin Room. Again, this record is a 10 out of 10 for me. It's one of my favorites of all time. We're going to close out with Like a Movie by Little Kid. Mm-hmm. 